This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 260. Wow, that's a lot. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast, and welcome to 2024. Happy New Year. I'm really excited to start this new year off by recording a podcast for you. If you have not listened to me before, welcome, welcome. This is the podcast where we talk about all things veterinary medicine, loving our veterinary life, how to coach ourselves into having a better time, leadership, business management, money management, whatever you can think of that will help us that work in the veterinary industry feel better and do better. So if you haven't listened to me before, I hope you will enjoy this podcast today. I really am hoping that you had a pleasant holiday, however you celebrate. If you are alone or lonely, make it your resolution to reach out to friends and family this year. It's uncomfortable, but it's really worth it as you start to rekindle those old relationships. I just hosted a New Year's Eve party. It was kind of a last minute thing for some people that live near me, thinking that there wouldn't be very many people there, but I didn't really know these people and it was super intimidating, but it resulted in a lot of people showing up and me getting to know some new neighbors and creating some new friendships with people that live in my neighborhood. And we all need friends. We need old friends and we also need new ones. So I would encourage you, if you didn't have a happy new year or the holidays were a little bit stressful for you, let's use this podcast to change our mindset and do better for this new year. I'm super excited to see what 2024 brings for me and my family, and all of you that listen to me on the podcast. And I want to start this year with a better ability to be grateful for what I have and what is to come. And a great way to change our mindset is to practice gratitude daily in order to push ourselves towards change, mental health changes, physical health changes, and more happiness The way to do that is to first overcome that anxiety and that worry and stay more present. And being grateful helps us to be present. So I have two podcasts planned for you today that I'll be recording. One will be this one on how to become more grateful no matter where you are in your life. Even if you have had the worst year of your life last year, we need to begin somewhere. We need to begin to find blessings and dig into ourselves and get us out of the hole of disappointment and even grief and despair. The second podcast, the one that I will do after this, will be to explore how to set some goals and have New Year's resolutions without feeling anxiety. I know that whenever I push myself, I start to feel anxious about it all. My alarm bells start going off because my chihuahua brain wants me to stay small and stay safe. So there is an art to setting goals without anxiety, and that's what we're going to talk about on the next podcast. But before we get into setting those resolutions and goals for the new year, let's start with some questions and some things to think about to help you become more grateful and start to become more present in this new year with gratitude. 
Studies show that practicing gratitudes or keeping a gratitude journal, if you do that, will help us to overcome stress, anxiety, burnout, and even depression. It always sounds super simple, and I know that it's not. So don't think that I'm saying this is a simple exercise. It's not. Our brain loves to feel victimized and create a narrative for us that we can't change our life. That always feels like we are victims of our circumstances. And although this is true that bad things happen and they do happen to good people, we also have clients that are mean to us and team members that don't cooperate. Lots of people can be mean and ugly. We don't have to hide from those people or those circumstances to become happier and more grateful. There is a way to live your life no matter what's going on and stay present so you can enjoy it and learn from it and be more prosperous. And that is focusing on gratitude. Gratitude helps us to see what's going on right now and what's going right, even in the worst times of our lives. So for this podcast, I adopted some questions to ask yourself to help your brain focus more on the good stuff than on the ugly stuff. So if you're in a place that you can write or type, please answer these questions for yourself and let me know if you begin to feel more positive and if it opens up something good in your life. Some of these questions I researched and a few of them I borrowed um, from a blog by Adam Gregg, G-R-A-G-G, on the website decideyourlegacy.com because I thought he had some good ones. So I want to give credit where credit is due. Some of them are my own original questions, but I want Adam to have um, credit for the ones that I um, borrowed some of the ideas from. So let's start by reflecting on last year, 2023. And I'm going to answer these questions along with you to give you some idea of how my thinking is going or how it sounds. And maybe that will help inspire your thoughts. So if you're really struggling to see the positives, that may be something that I say will unlock those for you. Let's start by asking ourselves this question. What new experiences did I have last year that were enjoyable? Because our brain is so negative focused, we definitely want to ask it positive focused questions. So for me, this question, I would choose things like getting my compassion fatigue certification because that was a, something that I wanted to do that I accomplished. Um, some other positive experiences were mentoring my Power of 10 group again this year. It always feels like a new experience because it's a new group of veterinarians that I get to meet and hang out with for a year and get to know. So that's super fun for me. I went to Italy this summer, which some of you may have seen on my social media, and that's something that I had wanted to do for years. And I took my good friend Karen and my son Tristan and his girlfriend Samantha, and we had an amazing time. So that trip to Italy would be definitely something that was enjoyable for me. Um, I would choose publishing my book which I know if you've listened to me before, you've heard about. It was painful and difficult going through the process, but it felt great once I had it done and accomplished. I had so many great experiences last year, and I want to keep those in mind and keep making this list so I can help remember all the positive things that happened. Because if I start having a bad day or a bad week or a bad month, I can go back to this list 
read it over and realize that there are so many good things that have happened to me. So I challenge you to go through each month of last year, starting in January of last year, and even if you have to look at your calendar or go through your journal, write down everything, everything you can think of that was enjoyable. And even some of the bad things might be enjoyable if you had something bad happen to you because it taught you an an amazing lesson or it taught you an interesting lesson. So don't forget to be grateful for those. Negative things sometimes are the best teachers. And like I said, if you have a journal, go back and read through it and pick all the good stuff out. You can remember the bad stuff, but actually try to focus on the good. Teaching your brain positivity is much more difficult than the natural negativity that it likes to feel. Another question might be, what abilities do I have that I'm grateful to have? We often get so down on ourselves that we forget how talented and amazing we are. So as I'm answering this question, I feel that I'm grateful that I have pretty good leadership abilities. And sometimes I forget that when things are going wrong with the people that I'm leading. Because as a leader, if, you, if you're in any leadership position, and most of you are, things go wrong, right? That's what the leader's there for. They're there to steer the ship, lead the troops in times of trouble, right? If you're good at communication, if you're good at leadership, try to give yourself some credit for that. Are you good at client communication? Are you good at conflict resolution, team management, um, team building? Do you have a particular talent for surgery, for some sort of medicine, exotic medicine or internal medicine? Are you a good behaviorist? Um, Are you really good at handling mean cats? I'm very good at toweling and handling birds because I have a lot of practice at it. And so I'm, I'm good at that. Anything that you feel you do well will work to answer this question. What you're trying to do is remind yourself how great you are and what abilities you have that you can be grateful for. So really take some time to think about it and be honest and don't sell yourself short. Anything that even feels slightly like a talent needs to be written down. And I know you're all smart. So write down, I am smart. If you work in veterinary medicine, you have to be tenacious and smart. So write that down. Just write, I am smart with an exclamation point. That is something that you need to remember. We need to remind our brain about all our abilities and talents and all the things that we're good at. And that will help us stay more grateful and stay more positive for the coming year. Another question that might be fun to ask is, What is an opportunity that you had last year that you're happy to have had? And to piggyback on that, what lessons did you learn from that opportunity? This question could be about a new job, a relationship that you rekindled or that you started, some learning experience that you had. Did you start a new hobby? Was that an opportunity for you? Did you have a baby? Did you get a new pet? Anything big or small can teach us lessons. I, last year in January, had the opportunity to interview for a spot on the NAVC board. And even though they didn't choose me, I was not one, I was one of the finalists, but not one of the chosen ones. I learned so much 
by going through that process. I had to write letters. I had to get letters of recommendation. I had to be interviewed on Zoom. Then I had to be interviewed in person and spend time at the conference. It was a big deal. And the fact that I didn't get chosen for the board was disappointing. But going through that experience and having that opportunity to go through it taught me so many things. And I learned lessons about the process and how I might do better next time if I apply for something else like that. So even when things are disappointing, that can be thought of as an opportunity and something to be grateful for. So write down all the good stuff, the bad stuff, and then pick out the gratitudes for all of it. Because those opportunities come along, we just need to acknowledge them. Another question might be, what do I love about my work? You know I love veterinary medicine. You all know that. But there, it's hard, right? There's a lot of hard things that happen. So you could ask yourself, what are five things that happened last year that were good for me or where I felt appreciated if you don't feel love for your work right now? You know, that might be a stretch for you. So ask it in another way. Just be grateful for the things that happened that were good for you. Or if you felt it all appreciated by a client, by a pet, by a coworker, those are all good things to think about. We often forget how nice some of our clients are. They can be great and many, many, many of them appreciate us. They don't always say it, but they do. I've got drawers full of thank you notes. I've gotten gifts, even jewelry from clients. I've had many, many compliments, great reviews online. That one bad review or that one mean client makes you forget all the good stuff. So we need to conjure back up that good stuff and write it down to remind our brain that most of it's good, even when someone's not good. So write all of the great experiences down and keep all the thank you notes and keep them somewhere where you can review them. When you start to have a bad day, because we all know with life being 50-50 that we're going to have a bad day. So we're going to need those good experiences. Another question that is a fun one is, who are your friends? Do you have any experiences last year? Or did you have any experiences where those friends showed up for you? And I love this one because I often think that I don't have a lot of friends until I really sit down and start thinking about all the people in my life that have been my friends for years and that I know would show up when I really needed them. So we have a tendency as humans to kind of go about our life and put our head down and just plow ahead and not really think about the friendships or the people that we used to have as friends or the people that we know are there, even though we don't speak to them every week. So write a list of your friends. Friends that even if you haven't spoken to them in months or even years, who would show up if you were really in trouble? And if you challenge your brain to come up with a list of those people, you will be surprised how many there are. I've had that um, feeling sorry for myself or that pity party moment where I think, oh, I don't really have any friends. Nobody ever calls me and asks me out or nobody ever invites me to a party. You know, that's why I had the New Year's party because I was like, well, I wasn't invited to one, so I might as well have it myself, right? So just remember that there are so many people out there that do love you and do think of you. They're just not good at reaching out. And so you may have to be the one that reaches out in 2024, 
But if you have that list, you can start to consider who do I want to reach out to this month or next month? I, I love those kind of resolutions where we vow to contact a friend every week or every month, and that will help you keep those relationships strong. Another question that I really liked um, when I was reading up on different questions to ask yourself would be, what possessions do you have that you're thankful for? Your home, your car, your clothes, a favorite pair of shoes. Do you have air in your lungs to breathe every day? Do you have clean water to drink? It could be something that simple. Sometimes we forget that the simplest things we take for granted. Do you have an old possession that you love? I, I, when I wrote this question down, I had this idea um, about my Buddha. I have this really odd thing that I love because it belonged to my grandmother. And she had this kind of fairly big, you know, 12, 14 inches tall Buddha in her kitchen when I was a kid, sitting on this green pillow. I remember it distinctly. And I always thought it was odd because my grandma was Catholic. I was like, why does she have Buddha in her kitchen? But when my grandma passed away, that was the only thing that I really wanted. I wanted that the most, and I still have it to this day. It sits on a pillow in my bedroom, and I love it. I love that silly Buddha statue because it reminds me of my grandma, and it reminds me of my childhood and being at my grandma's home and the love that it it uh, signifies to me. So do you have something like that? If you have something like that, something that creates a memory, good memory for you, or something that you really cherish, even if it's something silly like my Buddha, write those down. Those are things to be grateful and thankful for. Did you help someone last year? Did you do something cool or good for other people? Did you give someone something? Giving of yourself is a great way to feel better and stay present. You've heard the saying, it's better to give than to receive. That is true. So if you helped someone last year, write that down. I love to volunteer at Leader Dogs in my town. So I did that a few times last summer. And I also love my volunteering with my Power of 10, the MBMA's Power of 10 group. If you don't have something like that, Vow to do some volunteer, volunteering or helping someone this year. It doesn't have to be big. It could just be taking food to a neighbor or shoveling someone's snow or, you know, it could be something as simple as letting someone go in front of you in a grocery line. When you do that, it makes you feel better. It makes you grateful and it brings you into the present moment. So don't forget those small things that you can do to show gratitude and then in turn, feel gratitude. Another question I love is look around your environment and look for what you love. Do you love your neighborhood? Do you love your home or a, a specific chair in your home? Do you love your TV? I have this giant 86 inch TV that my husband bought for me. It's ginormous, but I like it. I, I appreciate it. Um, Anything around you, what's good about it? Is there something in your workplace that you love? Is there a piece of equipment that you particularly like? Do you love to use the ultrasound machine? Anything like that can make you grateful. Another thing I like to think about is what did you read last year? And what did you learn from reading? I'm a big fan of reading, but I always feel like I don't do it enough and I could always do more. 
I have a tendency to procrastinate sometimes as I'm reading because I think other things are more important or I get pulled away to other things. So this year, I would like to read more. But in 2023, I began to reread the James Harriet books because I hadn't read read them in years and I loved them. And so I got through two and a half of them so far and I'm going to continue to read them this year. I also read a very interesting book called Deconstructing Anxiety, um, and I'm still kind of working through that. And it was it's very interesting and something that a coach uh, of mine recommended to me. And another book that my daughter challenged me to read called The Artist Way, which is really cool too. So those are some of the books that I read last year. But think about what you read and what it taught you. And As always, my resolution is to read more. It seems to be a constant thing on my list, and I always try to do more. But reflecting on what you did learn is super important because that will cause some gratitude for your brain. You could also reflect on podcasts that you've listened to that taught you something um, or someone that you particularly like to listen to if you're not much of a reader. You could also do some audiobooks if you're not good at reading. Um, And I love those things as as well. I I love listening to podcasts while I'm getting ready for work or fixing my hair or driving in the car. You know, you can learn a lot uh, from those kind of things. So think back to what you learned and what you read. What, this is the next question. What's something that made you happy last year? Or what things made you laugh? Remember that the more you laugh, the better you'll feel. So if you need to find more human humor in your life, find a funny friend or start to tell some jokes or read a joke book or watch some comedians on TV. Um, get yourself one of those silly, lame dad joke books. And even those lame dad jokes will make you chuckle and smile because they're so ridiculous. And if you can laugh, it will make you happier. It will give you more gratitude. And there's so many things, more things that you could probably think of. There's a million more questions that I could give you on this podcast, but just sit there and write a list. Even if these questions didn't make your list very long, think about what you can be grateful for and keep writing them down and writing them down and writing them down. And if you get on a roll and you have three or four pages, great. Then use that list to train your brain to be more positive And to look for the good and not the bad in every situation. Training your brain is very much like training a dog. If any of you have ever trained a dog, something I really love, positive reinforcement works so much better than punishment. In the old, old days, in my olden days, um, they used to use like choke chains and pinch collars and things on dogs. And I've trained dogs with choke chains and I've trained dogs with clickers. And the positive reinforcement works so, so much better. And that's what we're trying to do with you. Not focusing on the negative. Don't focus on what happened bad in 2023. Mark a line in the sand and focus on what the bad things or the challenges taught you about becoming a better person in 2024 and beyond. What lessons was I taught by those bad things happening? Because there's always lessons. And the further out you get from whatever grief or ill thing that happened to you last year, the further you get from it, the easier it will be to forget it. 
Now, once you have your gratitude list for 2023, we will be moving on to creating our 2024 wish list, our list of goals, our list of things that we want to change about ourselves. And that's what we're going to talk about on the next podcast, because sometimes it's hard to do that. The resolution thing doesn't always work. Um, It's hard to change a bad habit. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to do that and how to not create anxiety in the process. And so that's the podcast that I will be recording perhaps today, but you'll probably hear it next week. So in order to wrap this up a little bit, I have some quotes for you. The first one is from Melody Beattie, and it goes, Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It turns a meal into a feast, a house into a home a stranger into a friend. And that's so true. I love, love, love that quote. The next one is from Tony Robbins. And it says, when you are grateful, fear disappears and abundance appears. And that one's really nice and simple, but great. And then another quote, the last one I have is from Robert Holden. And it says, The real gift of gratitude is that the more grateful you are, the more present you become. And that's what I love about this journaling gratitude exercise. If you vow to do it in 2024, if you keep to it, your life will change in amazing ways. You will enjoy, you'll see more of the positives, you won't notice the negatives, you'll be calmer, less anxious, and feel better. It really is true, even though sometimes it sounds cliche. So please try to do it. Get the exercises down on paper or in your computer, however you take notes. And then let me know how you feel. Reach out to me in an email at jacapeldvm at gmail.com. Or you can go to my website. I have a way to contact me there. There's like a little form you can fill out. And let me know how it goes. I'm so interested to hear what you have to say and how this exercise is helping you because I know it will. And just a a reminder, I do have a spot on my website if you haven't signed up for my Wednesday Weekly Words. It's just a little free email that you get every week from me. So you can sign up for that on my website. Um, There's a place to order my book from Amazon. It's called Love Your Veterinary Life. Um, I hope you you will enjoy it and get a lot out of it. I think you will. I'm very proud of it. So if you haven't read it yet, please go do that. And as always, I wish you a beautiful week. Bye.